Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Vita Podcast, where we help educate military veterans and their spouses on opportunities in Web3. Our plan is to host a series of industry leaders, many of whom are veterans or spouses themselves, so that we can learn about their journey down the crypto rabbit hole while understanding opportunities for transitioning veterans in the industry. I'm Chris Perkins, president of CoinFund. I'm a combat Marine veteran who spent 15 years on Wall Street before transitioning into the crypto space. And before we begin, I would like to thank our sponsor, Luca, who's dedicated their time and resources to make this podcast possible. For our 21st episode, we'll be speaking with the chief executive officer of Meridian DLT and co-founder of Cut Carbon Distributed Technologies, Canadian military veteran and artilleryman, Paul Thompson. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So I think this is our first Canadian vet that we've had on, uh, which makes me excited. Uh, I told you about my background and my family has some Canadian roots. Um, would love for, for you to start. We'd love to hear a bit, a bit about your background. Yeah, thanks very much. I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, so I um, uh, born in Toronto, raised here in Nova Scotia. Um, I uh, went to university here as well. Joined the uh, Canadian Army uh, shortly after university. I served for five years in the uh, in the Royal Regiment of Canadian Artillery, uh, so that explains my lack of hearing. Um, so, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm pleased to say that my darling daughter, my eldest daughter, is actually currently serving in the same regiment. Uh, she oh, graduated, yeah, graduated from the Royal Military College in in uh, Kingston last year, and she's on her advanced artillery training right now. So. Uh, so pretty pleased about that. So that's pretty great. Did you have any chance to deploy anywhere o- over your service period? Yeah, I didn't. I was uh, I was in in the early 90s, and at that time, the artillery wasn't getting too much call up uh, in the Canadian military. But um, I absolutely loved my my five years in. It was a very meaningful time for me. And I kind of say to everybody that you know all the lessons that I learned back then are applicable to everything I do in business today. So uh, were you mostly like a fire direction officer, a forward observer? Yeah, mostly gun line, almost all gun line, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I did start my uh, career in the military as a private recruit. So, yeah, so RCO actually preferred his officers to come from uh, from the ranks. So uh, I was fortunate enough to do basic training twice, which was... (laughs) was awesome. Yeah. So the thing about artillery and a lot of people don't understand is generally you have to be good at math. Um, you have to be very, very precise mm-hmm. um, because you get your math wrong and um, bad things happen. I remember when I trans- transitioned into yeah. finance, I'm like, hey, you know, what do you do? And I was like, well, I was an FDO, so I have to calculate mathematic, mathematical equations very quickly. But if I get my, my math wrong, people die. Um, yeah. What about you guys in finance? You, you lose a little bit of money. So anyway, <laughs> I, I think it's very applicable. And I think it's also very applicable in the, in, in the blockchain space. After your service, uh, can you walk us through your transition and how did you face that challenge? Yeah, it's interesting. So I, I had always known, I visited the New York Stock Exchange when I was 16 years old uh, with a friend of mine. And he ended up in, uh, in securities law and I ended up in the capital markets. I think it had a pretty profound effect on us watching the trade on the, the floor and that was back in the 80s so there was still floor trading so uh, I kind of knew from that minute on that you know the capital markets were wh- where I wanted to be after uh, university I did um, you know I, it's going to sound really corny but I, I wanted to join the military to you know out of a sense of duty and patriotism and I have a family history of service going back hundreds of years in the British Army and, and Canadian Army so 
I knew I wanted to serve as well. And um, but I, I ultimately I knew that that my place was going to be hopefully in the capital markets if I could find my way there. And and so uh, I ended up at a venture capital firm here in Canada. Uh, started early in my career just as a trader and uh, loved every minute of it. And sort of moved on into the compliance role. So I ended up chief compliance officer of uh, of an investment firm here in Canada which basically meant I said no all day. Uh, so that was good. Um, yeah, and just that's, I ended up doing uh, most of my career in the capital markets. Absolutely loved it. And I think, honestly, I think the the leadership qualities um, and the tasks that you get, regardless of your rank in the military, um, you're put in positions of leadership and, and different circumstances that usually at that age, you're not given anywhere else except the military. Um, and I think you can uh, you can easily take those leadership um, skills into just about anything you want to do. Couldn't agree more. Um, so you, you went to university, you went to military service, and yeah. then you just transitioned directly uh, into that VC front. Yeah, pretty close. I was in a sales role for a little while and uh, gained some kind of corporate with a big Fortune 500 company. Really enjoyed that. Um, but I knew my heart was in the capital markets and I knew I wanted yeah. to be in the Bay Street, Wall Street kind of place. And, and, uh, and, you know, it's a funny thing, you know, when you have that service in your background, you, you know, you're willing to try just about anything you feel like you can accomplish just about anything. If you put your head and, and your body into it and making, just decided to make that transition, it's what I always wanted to do. So I thought I'd take the leap. So it sounds like your transition was very successful. Were there any tricks to it? Did you... You know, how, how did you do it? It sounds like it was very seamless. What was the secret sauce there? Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, it, it was something that I always wanted to do. And I remember talking to people about it. And then, you know, a lot of people will tell you uh, no. And, you know, why would you do that? And why are you taking that risk? And, you know, I, I really believe that you have to follow your own uh, thoughts and heart into something. And that's where you're going to find success. So for me, it was just... I'd say it's that old 80, 20, I'd say 80% of people told me I shouldn't do it. And, uh, and 20% said to uh, go for it. And, you know, my, my heart was in the capital market. So I, I uh, just made that leap. And honestly, from that, that day on, I've enjoyed every minute at, at my work and it's uh, it's been just great. It's great. So um, as you made your way up the, your career path, you ended up as a compliance officer, but then it sounds like you found crypto um, yeah. blockchain technology along the way. Can, can you talk us through that discovery? Yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, I've had a, a such a, a fun career. So I was working at a venture capital firm. I was uh, in IR initially and then uh, became the CCO. Um, and we, of course, invested in lots of portfolio companies. And one of our uh, companies that was early was uh, a blockchain company. And so I had to do a lot of research on the company and, and the space and uh, just was amazed at the technology. And uh, part of that was I was invited out to a, a blockchain event and happened to meet uh, a young guy who was telling me all about this Bitcoin. This was back in 2011, I think it was. You know that old saying that traders trade i mean i'll trade anything so it was interesting to me when i first heard about it and i thought well what an incredible technology i mean bitcoin you know the the thing itself aside just the technology behind it was so fascinating to me and and i just saw so many use cases uh for it right out of uh out of the gate and i 
I talked to my cousin later that day, who's a, uh, a stock, well, what used to be a stockbroker, not anymore, uh, asset manager. And I told him all about it. And he said, that's, that's just crazy. What are you, what are you talking about? And I said, well, I think I'm going to get involved in this somehow. So I, I bought my first Bitcoin that night for, I think it was $120 or something US. And ever since then, I've been hooked. I mean, I just, I thought, the technology behind it is so sound and so interesting. I thought it was going to change global finance forever from the minute I, I heard about it. And it's interesting that young person that introduced it to me, we ended up sort of forming a little trading group. We built a little algorithm that was um, doing some uh, pretty interesting predatory trading. And, and then he and my other trading partner in that ended up um, working at Kraken and very senior guys there now and and very successful at Kraken so pretty interesting that's that, that's that's really interesting and so then you went on to uh, be the co-founder of Cut Carbon Distributed Technologies and yeah. you also now serve as the CEO of Meridian DLT yeah. can, can you walk us through those companies yeah sure so it's interesting Meridian um, uh, is a company in the climate technology field um, and it was really it's a blockchain uh, based company. And that's where I was introduced to it when I was still at the VC. Uh, and so I thought it was really interesting because, you know, the technology itself is fantastic, tends especially at that time to have a, a pretty high uh, negative impact on the environment. And this group at Meridian, uh, my partners come from, uh, one comes from the hedge fund space and one comes from uh, finance as well and, and renewable energy. Uh, and so we had this idea that you know, what if we could develop a blockchain technology that was powered entirely by renewable energy? We built a private data network for that. Uh, and then we thought, well, what are we doing using these kind of dirty servers? Because all the good things that we're doing, building this that private data network on a blockchain is now running across and being stored on dirty servers that are uh, power hungry. Uh, and so we developed our own servers uh, which are nano servers that uh, we custom build here in Canada. Uh, they're energy efficient. Um, they use 25 watts of power. They're the size of your iPhone and they use the same energy as the power cord for your iPhone. So it's, you know, when you look at bigger, uh, bigger data servers, like uh, they would use at the typical uh, data center, they use 2,500 to 3,500 watts of power. We use 25 watts of power. So it's a significant difference. And the next stage at Meridian is we've now built the blockchain technology powered by renewable energy running across our own servers that are energy efficient. Now we, we plug those into renewable energy like wind and solar projects. Now we're going out and buying those wind and solar projects ourselves. So we're acquiring the last stage of that is to acquire our own uh, renewable energy, and we'll have our own servers on site. Got it. So I should think of it as a layer one blockchain that is incredibly uh, efficient from an energy perspective, and that's ultimately going to be powered by renewable energy. So something Absolutely. that's like super. Wow, that that's uh, that's that, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, and I can I can tell you, Cut was formed out of the genesis of Cut came from that, and so we were doing all of this in the non-crypto space. So we have corporate customers and organizations that, you know, run across our 
our blockchain and our data network using our servers and and all of that. And the the genesis of Cut came from that. We thought, well, we're doing this for the non-crypto community. Uh, We should do something like this for the crypto community. Um, And we were all sort of, you know, I had been trading crypto for quite a long time and and my partners had as well uh, been involved in it. So we all had, we were all introduced to each other and we all had very common um, common values, but also common uh, traits. And, and so that really is where cut came from. Understood. So is it fair to think about it uh, in a mental model that Meridian is the layer one and then cut is an app that's built on that layer one? Yeah, so exactly. So cut is actually a, a client technically of Meridian. Yep. Yeah. So um, so everything is uh, has been developed by Meridian uh, and uh, Cut is a company based in Liechtenstein that launched the token in a legal jurisdiction. And tell us about uh, Cut. What, what, and and it, I know it's carbon based. Can, can you yeah. walk us through the, the project, the users, the, the the utility? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, Cut stands for Carbon Utility Token. Uh, it is a utility token. We um, wanted to, when we decided to start this project, we wanted to be in a, a legal and regulated jurisdiction. So we uh, went out hunting for that. We found Liechtenstein where they had just passed the Blockchain and Crypto Act um, through their parliament, making it fully legal. Uh, we actually hired the lawyer who wrote that act for that passed parliament. So we, we thought we want to be as credible as possible. We'll get the, the guy that actually wrote the act to be our lawyer there. Uh, we uh, then went and got a legal opinion from the regulator in Liechtenstein that our token was uh, a utility token and not a security. Uh, that was really important to us as well. We do have Swiss banking, so we have uh, banking in Switzerland. And that's important only in that it means that we've been very, very vetted as founders. Um, yep. So we've been vetted you know, a few times in Liechtenstein. Uh, we've been vetted by the FMA, the Financial Market Authority in Liechtenstein, and we've been vetted in Switzerland by by the bank and their regulators. So, um, so yeah, we we wanted to set it up in a way that it was legal, incredible, uh, regulated, uh, that it was a utility. It had a purpose. Uh, we all love crypto, and and we saw the use cases that were available out there, and we wanted uh, to make sure that um, that we were. A utility that it had a purpose behind it, and so we actually went out and bought um, ISO protocol certified, um, very high value carbon offsets, and we tokenized them. I see. Yeah. And, and so those tokens represent uh, carbon credits, essentially tokenized carbon credits. Exactly. Yeah. So we actually uh, went out and bought the uh, offsets ourselves. So we actually own the offsets; they're on our balance sheet. Uh, we're not brokering other some other things have brokered yeah. offsets, but we we actually own them, uh, and then we tokenize them, and that gives people the ability uh, to use fractions of tons to offset something, as sure. opposed to having to buy massive quantities. Got it. And and do you have uh, existing clients? I, I know I know your startup. Who are who are the buyers of those credits typically? Yeah, it's interesting. So you know the thought was prior to doing the carbon utility token, if I wanted to offset my dinner or a cup of coffee or something. I mean, the, the, the way to do that was so complex and so inaccessible to me as an individual. And, you know, most brokers that own offsets are not going to sell you a fraction of a ton. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not worth it to them, right? Yeah. Uh, they'll send you a, sell you a thousand tons or 10,000 tons. Uh, 
Uh, and so when we fractionalize it down, it, it could be pennies to offset your cup of coffee instead of having to pay a thousand dollars to offset a $2 cup of coffee, which makes no sense. And so, um, yeah, so we, we have corporations now in Europe, uh, in, we have a couple of companies in Sweden, telecoms, uh, in Sweden and Italy, Croatia, the UK, South Africa, uh, Slovenia, Canada, um, so we have companies that are actually purchasing cut and retiring it. So the yep. retirement is the important part. It's retired against their carbon footprint. Uh, and then we have individuals that are using it as well. Got it. And, uh, and that's powered, uh, again on, on the blockchain, the Meridian blockchain is, um, and, and how would you describe that blockchain? Is it like it's called DLT? Is it a closed blockchain? Is it an open source? Is it EVM? How, how do you think about it? Yeah. So the Meridian blockchain is actually a private permission blockchain. Yeah. Uh, right now, CUT is on Ethereum. It's an ERC20 token. So it's uh, an Ethereum token. We've just uh, launched um, our beta out there of an Arbitrum version of CUT as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's available as well. We want it to be multi-chain. Uh, and so it is on two public chains, Ethereum and Arbitrum, and one private chain, Meridian. Got it. And are there bridges between the two? Yeah. So we're actually just working on that now for Arbitrum. So uh, yeah, so we're going to, we're actually working with Arbitrum. Yeah. Understood. So as as CEO, um, can you just walk everyone through a typical day? Yeah, a typical day at Meridian. It's interesting. So at Meridian, uh, which is separate from Cut, but at Meridian as as CEO, um, you know, today was meetings with investors, meetings with potential clients, um, and uh, I had a number of calls with uh, with potential clients this afternoon. That's that's basically what as CEO what I'm doing. I'm selling the company, yeah, uh, and the project. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a funny thing because everybody thinks about CEO and C-suite. And I, I mean, every day I'm out selling our company. That's what I do. Yeah. To- totally appreciate that. How's the reception been? I mean, we're, we're it feels like we're coming out of the depths of this bear market. Um, how, yeah. how, how are things going generally? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, at Cut, um, I think, I'll, I'll be really honest. I think we were early uh, when we first came out with this idea because um, we wanted to be fully regulated. We wanted, yes. which everybody thought we were crazy. Um, we we wanted to be to make sure that every last thing we were doing was credible and defensible. So the yeah. offset had to be credible and defensible, and you know, uh, and we we were in the middle while we were developing that and trying to be credible and and legal and you know at. At that time, that was not a popular thing to do. I mean, people were just uh, not in that zone. And so I think we were a bit early. But what I've uh, liked to see is that I think the markets are turning towards, you know, institutional grade, credible token projects like ours. And with the Mika regulations coming out in Europe, the money and crypto assets regulations, we're already Mika qualified being in Liechtenstein. So it's great. um, that's fantastic. CSRD is coming out, the new law in Europe right now, um, which will mandate that 50,000 new companies have to report on their ESG and their mm-hmm. uh, and their carbon footprint and what they're doing about it. CUT is lo- located in Liechtenstein. We're, we're legal and, and we qualify for all of that. So we're, we're positioned very well now. Yeah, look, we, we talk about it here sometimes that, you know, we always look at big trends 
and you know they come and go of course but like the intersection yeah. of big trends is a really interesting place to be you know yeah. global climate change and blockchain ai blockchain like when you when you find those intersections there's definitely yeah. interesting things happening so there is uh, and that's exactly where we're sitting i think and not only that but geographically and yep. and, and regulation wise we're at the perfect intersection i mean we're a a token project that is fully legal and regulated in Europe that can essentially we can carbon neutralize anything because yeah. we fractionalized it down. You know, we, if an exchange wants every single trade to be carbon neutral, you can do that with cut. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's really exciting. Yeah. What, one last question on the business, because I'm just curious. Um, mm. Do you, where, where do you find constraints via supplier demand? Right. Is it is it easy to go out and acquire that, those carbon offsets, or is it easier to, yeah. to sell it? How, how does that line up in your mind? Yeah, we're very, very fortunate. So one of our partners in that project is uh, a 30-year veteran of the carbon markets in Canada. And uh, he actually owns uh, landfills, and uh, we're able to have direct access to the uh, offsets through his connections directly into the independent power producers, you know, which... For a couple of things, first we can you know uh, find offsets that nobody else has found before by going direct, and yep. we also aren't going through brokers. We're going direct to the owner of the landfill, for example, and negotiating the pricing and and the purchase. And you know, in in many cases, we're the first ones who have ever walked in the door asking to buy their offsets, and so for them, it's pretty exciting. And that was sort of where our model came from. We thought, well. You know, we want to have a direct impact on the environment. We don't want it to be yeah. some future thing that's going to happen. And we really want to have a direct impact. And so by us going and buying them directly from a power producer, it means they have a new line item that they didn't have before. All of totally. a sudden, these guys are coming in and buying my offsets. And what it causes him to do is go and, you know, tweak his equipment. Maybe he buys new equipment so he can produce even more offsets that we're going to come in and buy. Yep. Uh, do, do you, uh, did you and, and is your cut sold directly to to consumers or do you like list it on different uh, carbon exchanges? Yeah. So right now it's uh, so the Arbitrum version of cut is available uh, on Uniswap right now. Oh, wow. We just did a very soft, uh, soft, what I call a technical launch. Uh, yeah. We wanted to launch it, uh, do a quiet technical launch just so we could uh, test everything out, make it, make sure everything is good. That's kind of our our mantra is that we we uh, you know want everything to be very credible and defensible and and that includes our tech going up. So we are Arbitrum Cut, which is a cut, is the the symbol is up on Uniswap right now. We're uh, talking to multiple centralized exchanges, uh, and so we'll hopefully be on centralized and decentralized. Wow. And yeah. like there's such a m massive trend right now towards tokenization. This is a great 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 example oh thanks yeah pretty awesome yeah. uh, so like pivoting back to veterans right then a lot of them are listening to see like how they can transition into the space yeah. um you know, how do you recommend that they stay up to speed you know how do they get educated like this this market moves so fast what do you recommend it really does i know it moves you know daily it seems like and and it really is hard to stay on top of it even when you're in the middle of it uh it's hard to stay on top it's interesting because i you know i've stayed connected to my regiment uh i'm president of our regimental association 
I'm a regimental senator and I'm a volunteer, I, I volunteer for Operation Entrepreneur, which is uh, through the Prince, Prince's Trust um, organization. And, and so we mentor veterans who are starting their own businesses. And, and so um, it, it is challenging because things do move very fast. If you're interested in something, it's it's not a chore, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's what I find. I, I mean, I don't sit around and read uh, things all night as a chore. It's because I love it, and totally. I love sitting on top of it. And and it is really that finding that thing that you really love to do. I know it's corny. I know everyone says it. It's such a ridiculous cliche, but it really is not work when you're enjoying uh, what you do like that. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's fun. Um, you know, like you, you just start learning and you're like, wow, I'd never thought of that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm completely with you. And, and you know what? I think something you learn too, I think pretty quickly in the military where I did, I was very fortunate, uh, as a young junior officer, uh, a very experienced warrant officer pulled me aside on my first day and said, listen, uh, this is the way it works. And if you want to be a good leader, here's what you do. And he gave me all the kind of tips from his 30 years of experience. And it was great. And, you know, I've taken that forward with me and I surround myself with people who are much smarter than I am and much better at things than I am. And I learn from them. And uh, that's what I did as a young junior officer. I surrounded myself with great sergeants and warrants and I listened to them. <laughs> I, I can totally, totally relate to that. Yeah. So like, as I mentioned previously, like we're going through, we went through a really tough bear market. It feels mm -hmm. like there's some green shoots that are coming out of this. What yeah. excites you about crypto and Web3? Yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting because uh, this has been a really tough uh, long crypto winter. I mean, we've seen cycles before. Yeah. I've never seen a cycle like this before. And the markets tightened up. Every the regular markets tightened up. I mean, everything tightened up. And and I think we're starting to see that turn. What excites me, I think, is we're leading. You know, the 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 FTXs of the world and and all the different things that have happened over the last couple of years are shaking out um, some bad players. And I think that's great. Uh, that's exactly what we want to see because we're a regulated legal token project. We, you know, we see crypto being used um, and integrated into the financial markets in the next couple of years uh, as being a really important step in our global finance. But that can only be done with regulated, you know, legal token projects and not projects where you don't know who the founders are. They have cartoon characters as their pictures. I mean... Totally. Yeah. I see it moving into a seri more serious institutional uh, uh, play, and that's what that's what we want. Yeah, I, I think the benefit of this cycle has been that a lot of the the bad actors um, they've been washed out, and yeah, you know, we're we're hopeful that that really thoughtful regulation comes in um, yep. that actually helps countries like Canada and the U.S you know, be yeah. very proactive and catalyze innovation. So we need to take advantage of this. This is a, a an exciting opportunity in finance for for everyone. And, and to um, to impede it is the wrong move. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we we like regulation, but over regulation is never going to work either. So 100 percent. 100 percent. Yeah. So so what advice would you have? You talked about how you connect with uh with, with transitioning veterans, what mm. advice would you have for someone who's trying to break in uh, to the crypto space? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think uh, reaching out to somebody, I, I mean, I'm happy to talk to anybody at any time and, and I love helping people out. So, I mean, if anybody listening to this ever wants to reach out, I can be found pretty easily. Uh, we're the type of founders that are out there and uh, and all our contact info is there. You can send me a message anytime. I'd be thrilled to, to help out. I mean, I, I talk to serving and retired soldiers all the time and and I mean, all the lessons you learned uh, in your service, like persistence, I'd say the number one thing that gets you through any success in your career is probably persistence and never giving up. And I think we all have that experience on a forced march and wanting to give a, give up, but you don't give up. And that directly carries into anything in your career. People don't realize it, I think, but uh, those are those are the things that that will make you successful no matter where you are. In the crypto space, there are more and more of us, I think, that uh, that have served and and are also in the crypto space, and we all share that bond. You know, that's a very unique bond that um, I haven't really found. I played sports, I've done lots of things, but I've never found a bond that's as unique as as military service. So, you know, if anyone reaches out to me, uh, I'll be happy to help. What's the best way to connect with you, Paul? Yeah, uh, we could put up my email address at ptcut.eco. And honestly, if anyone has any questions or if I can help in any way, I'd be thrilled to. Awesome. Last question for me. Are you doing any hiring right now? Yeah, we will be soon, hopefully. Yeah, we're actually, uh, uh, we have our core development team, the most important people on the team. Uh, and so uh, hopefully in the next little bit, we'll be looking as we're all coming out of this uh, um sort of bear market, but we're, I think, moving into a pretty strong market in the next year. Great. And are you hiring on the technical side mostly? Are you doing anything on the non-technical side? Yeah, we don't need any more me's around. Yeah, we want want good, strong technical devs. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Makes sense. Any final thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm I'm thrilled uh, with the invitation. I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, I'm I think the the future is great for all of us in the the crypto space. I think uh, we're coming out of a tough time, but there's a a great future ahead. And, and, you know, I I always say any of the skills you learned in the military, if anyone's listening that's a veteran, I mean, those skills are directly applicable to everything in business. So be proud of yourself. Uh, Reflect on those skills because they're important. Couldn't agree more. And thank you again, Paul, for coming on the show today. Uh, incredibly informative discussion. I really, really enjoyed it. And we're really lucky to have a prominent vet like you in the space. And lastly, just want to also thank our sponsor, Luca. Couldn't do this without them. So thank you to Rudy and the team and Robert over there. Uh, And we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks.